411 Live. Where you can learn about issues that affect us every day. State of World 411 Live. Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. For your Do you ever feel uh, a heaviness weighing you down, just like a heaviness in the atmosphere? I know sometimes I do, and there's no wonder. We are inundated with some of the most negative information. I mean, it hits our social media. It's in our news broadcasts, you know, talking to friends. It, 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 it's negativity, Right. Hello, everyone. I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live Real People, Real Talk. Today, we're going to lift some of that heaviness, right? And we're going to talk about something really positive. It's a mingling of mentorship, uh, transformation, all in the arena of music. Intrigued? I hope you are. I have some exciting guests joining me. I have with me Linda Edelstein, CEO of Milwaukee Youth Symphony Orchestra, and Adela. Adela, I got it right, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. We were just talking about it. I have a friend whose name was Idella, and this is Adela. So um, I welcome you, Adela Marit. Ramirez. Yes. <laughs> and she is a student, a celloist? A cellist, yes. A, is it celloist or cella? Cellist. Cellist. Yeah. Cellist. <laughs> okay. Uh, with uh, MISO, Milwaukee Youth Symphony Orchestra. And you m- might be going, Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra? What are we talking <laughs> about here? But there are so many uh, great things happening within this organization. And these are things, not new, it's been going on for a while, but a lot of people just don't know about it. And it's time we talk about it, right? Um, I I was just thinking about um, uh, the Youth Symphony Orchestra, and I think, you know, there's a a thought process when you say symphony orchestra. Oh, okay, that must be the kids from the affluent families or white kids. You know, that kind of thing. Do you run into that? Um, we do run into that all the time. Yeah. And at MISO, we represent 50% of all of our young people come from populations of color. And so we serve students and families from all over southeastern Wisconsin and northern Illinois that come from every single zip code more than 90 different zip codes and 60 different communities throughout the region that represent every single individual, every socioeconomic background, Mm -hmm. every racial and ethnic background where we become a community that comes together around the power of music to transform lives. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. It's it's like you are... um making a positive impact one note at a time, so to speak, yes. right? <laughs> um, so, Adela, you became a part of MISO, what, in the fifth grade? In fourth grade, in yes. In fourth grade. Through okay. the MISO's progression program. What made you want to do this? So I actually got nominated by my second grade teacher to be a part of this program, and um, I had a Piece of, piece of paper out mm-hmm. in front of me, and it had the progressions program at that time was just string instruments. And so it was either violin, viola, cello, or bass, upright bass. 
And um, I really didn't know anything about, I mean, I, uh, my public school was always involved in the ACE program. Mm -hmm. So I, and my first grade teacher was also a cellist. So that's as, that was probably as much as I knew about it. But um, I just had this piece of paper out in front of me and it had the four instruments and I just happened to circle cello. <laughs> I really didn't know what it was like completely because I was probably seven or six. And um, I turned it in and my principal actually kept it on her <laughs> her desk for an extra year. So I started a year late. Over the summer, she had it on her. She didn't wasn't able to turn it in on time. Mm -hmm. So that was a little bit of a setback. But um, so then I started in the fourth grade. And I mean, I guess I was intrigued by it because I did play the violin for that year that I wasn't, I was missing out in third grade. I played the violin through school. Okay. And um, it was okay. But then I was just so excited to start cello at MISO in the fourth grade, like the next year. And when I did, it was just my, it just, I knew that I would need it in my, and I would need to be a part of that for a while. And that was just. And now you're in the 11th grade. Yes. And you're still a part of it, right? I'm still. Yes. Right. And I think you call her a star. <laughs> I do yeah. indeed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, she was talking about going through in school. You're in a lot of schools and within NPS as well? Yes. <clears throat> we work with more than two, almost 250 schools throughout the region. And the progressions program where Adela started, it was uh, started 20 years ago. So oh, wow. we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of that cornerstone oh. program and the 11 that grew from it that were designed to help young people and their families who live in or attend school in the city of Milwaukee who may have limited access to music education. And so with the, pro with the Progressions Program we and, and several of the others, we remove every barrier of access. Okay. And so we'll provide the instruments and financial resources and private lessons. Oh, wow. And mm -hmm. in the Progressions Program, it's a two-year Three day a week, ninety minutes at a time commitment for these third and fourth graders. Wow! And in that program, we give them everything they need to be successful. Mm -hmm. And so we often will see young people like Adela start with us in third or fourth grade mm -hmm. and stay with us for the full ten years. That's yeah. possible for them to be with the program. And throughout that entire time, we give them, we continue to give them everything they need, mm -hmm. and including um, summer opportunities where right. they can go off to do really fabulous nationally recognized programs, and we'll support them throughout that, as well as making sure that they stay connected mm -hmm. in their school music programs mm -hmm. if they exist, or within our programs and with their private lessons. That's awesome. That's awesome. Adela, being part of this, have you, I, I know musically, I mean, you started in the fourth grade, yes. and now you're in the 11th grade. So mm -hmm. musically, I know you've there's been tremendous growth. Yes. But do you see growth in other aspects of your life because of this? I do. I think being able to be exposed to such diversity in, in young arts at such a young age was so important and has impacted me through, like, in all aspects of my life. Yeah. I think being able to recognize the differences in other, in other backgrounds and being able to empathize with people who, and also just and empathize with like other city kids who are also like me. And um, that is just also, that's just changed my life. And then being able to attend programs outside of MISO and that have like, 
great impacts um, for diversity in the arts has really motivated me to keep going. And That's right. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... It's, it's a good fit, it's, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good fit. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking, because you and I, we met and we were chatting, and I was talking about um, all the things music does to a person you know Mm -hmm. with your brain and why music is so important and uh, really essential Mm -hmm. so music is a critically important opportunity for us when we're playing an instrument Mm -hmm. that act of learning an instrument and learning how to manipulate the strings or your breath actually connects the two hemispheres of the brain Mm -hmm. in a way that there's no other arts discipline that does that. There's lots and lots and lots of research that demonstrates that, including MRIs that were taken of a jazz musician while he was playing to see the different parts of the brain that light up when you're actually playing an instrument. And what that does is whether you do it for a few years or you play for your entire life, once those neural, neural pathways connect, they stay connected. Wow. Mm. And our, so what we find is exactly what Adela has, has mentioned about the things that make a difference in your life. Yeah. Playing music, teaching, teaching music, and that opportunity to connect it through this ensemble work allows our young people to grow their social and emotional skills and things like focus and discipline and teamwork. And they learn humility through that process because they're, they're having enormous success and sometimes they have a few failures along the way. And you learn empathy for each other. Yeah. You learn confidence. You learn leadership. You learn all of the things you need to be successful in whatever you choose to do in life through this process. So it's such a critically important component of positive youth development mm. that we see our young people grow through that process. And it's um, inspiring to all of us to watch how that challenge uh, and the nurturing, and it becomes inspirational to each other and to, the, to our students. Right. Right. I really like it because you, you, and Adela, you kind of talked on this, you're bringing different people together. Mm -hmm. Like you're getting somebody from kind of up in the northern counties with somebody from the inner city, you know, people with different backgrounds, but they're all coming together and they're learning together. Mm -hmm. So they're learning about each other. Uh, To me, that's what the whole country needs mm-hmm. to bring people together <laughs> to take away these these biases and these fears sure. and all of these this kind of thing and mm-hmm. I I really like that and I think when we were talking earlier you mm-hmm. were talking about yeah and you know now I'm you know I have the networking down I do right? <laughs> I think uh, being able to have those outside experiences has really helped me to um, to start ne- networking easy, easier mm-hmm. and. Um, being able to just come, like, no matter the differences in all these people that I'm working with, we're all rooted in the in the shared, like, love for music and the gift of music and being able to share that with the community, too, has always, it's just so great. I, I just love, I love wow. being able to do all yeah. of that. 
Linda, I imagine you hear a lot of stories with some of these kids growing up, maybe from parents, parents coming to you and saying, thank you. You know, we do. And we hear it all the time. And interestingly, uh, during the pandemic, when everything was shut down, Mm -hmm. we went through a process. And so we shut down like everybody between March and June of 2020. And and in during that time, we started to think about what our young people were missing and what their families were missing and what we were missing. And we were missing being together. Everyone, yeah. young and old and everywhere in between, need we need to be connected. We need personal interaction. And that isolation that the pandemic put us through was really challenging. And so we made a determination that we could come back. And so in August of 2020, we had worked out all of the safety protocols mm-hmm. to be able to bring all of our musicians back together. And it was very weird. And we had we took our great big ensembles and split them in half and had six and nine and 20 feet apart from each other. And everyone was masked and there were shorter rehearsals. It was all of it. Yeah. But when we announced to our families in August of 2020 that we were going to come back, I got phone calls, I got emails from parents and young people saying, when we got your note, we were in tears. We were mm-hmm. so excited wow. that we'd have something that brought us together. And we saw the, the opportunity to bring everybody together, even if they were sh- shorter rehearsals, even if we couldn't perform publicly. Mm-hmm. We videotaped them. We were able to distribute their concerts literally around the world, Mm -hmm. connecting all of our young people, all of our families, and on our community at large in a way that wasn't possible. So that kind of human interaction really makes an enormous impact. But we also hear from our, our young people that... I didn't know anything about music. I didn't know anything about classical music. Mm-hmm. That was the last thing I thought I'd want to do. Right. <laughs> and they come into a program like Progressions, and it literally transforms their idea about who they are and what they can do and what they can become. And sometimes they choose to become professional musicians. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they choose to become scientists. Sometimes they choose to become teachers. But every single walk of life... They're represented, and they're represented because of the opportunities that they've had and how they learn how to express themselves yeah. and connect with one another through this work. Yeah, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, I want to know where you go <laughs> when you play. Sure. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Stay with us. You're listening to The 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. You know... How you feel on the inside is just as important to me as how you feel on the outside. Oh, Daddy. <laughs> I grown up, grown up, everywhere and every way. Care and take care of you. You're my grown up and I know you're there. I'm a grown up and you know I care. Cause it's you and me and me and you. So when you are okay or not okay, I'll take care of you. Man, it's lonely. Like, going through life lonely. There is the therapeutic aspect of music, just expressing how you feel. 
I'm going to talk to Howie about his feelings, make it into a song. Welcome back to the 411 Live. I am Beverly Taylor talking to two wonderful people, talking about music. Oh, man. Uh, Linda Edelstein, who is uh, the CEO of Milwaukee Youth Symphony Orchestra, and, of course, Adela Ramirez. (laughs) Adela, I want to know, because... I hear you're a star, right? <laughs> uh, where do you go? I mean, when you're in the zone and you're you're playing, where do you? Right. Go, where does it take you? I think as much as it gets really frustrating, <laughs> I think uh, there's just a great appreciation for um, what I've been gifted to do, mm-hmm. and I think, as you've mentioned, the progressions program like gave me the resources to start exploring. Um, a life of music, I think I always fall back on all those great memories that I had, um, starting especially with my private lesson teacher, Ravenna Helson, um, always going back to her and all the guidance that I've had from her has just been so, it has changed my life. I mean, yeah. I always go back to appreciating just that just being able to share that with other people and um, sharing the love that I have for music with others. And, like, I want everyone to feel how I feel so deeply about music. Mm-hmm. So I try to share that with anyone, that, like my friends. Like, can you just listen to this, please? Like, mm-hmm. this is, I just love it. Or I want you to hear this. Like, I try to share those moments and being able to play for people and when I'm practicing, um, just thinking about how I'm going to be able to play and express myself to the, to an audience mm-hmm. and de- um, portraying a message to them and wanting deciding what I want to say through expression and my music. Yeah. I think that's where I go most of the time. That's nice. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I like that. <laughs> you know, you guys are are really. Uh, you know, I, I when I was introduc- introducing all of this, and I was saying that you're really impacting. Um, we were talking about the numbers in the break, mm-hmm. talking about you know how many how many how many students you're touching, and you gave some startling numbers. <laughs> Tell me that again. Sure. We've been so busy over the last 68 years at the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra. We started with 30 students. It was an after-school program. Which is amazing to me. Right? Because there was music in all the schools back then. Oh, yeah. So there was was an opportunity to to help supplement what was happening in the schools. Mm -hmm. And we've grown over the years. And with the advent of our partnership with First Stage and the creation of the Milwaukee Youth Arts Center, which is our home at MLK and Walnut, we were able to start serving the community in deeper, even more meaningful ways and expand our programs. So in 2003, we started that progressions program, and it's the cornerstone of what has become 11 community partnership programs. Wow. So the, as we mentioned, the progressions program is for third and fourth grade students who live in or attend school in the city. 
And soon after that, we were able to start a jazz program. Nice. And mm-hmm. where there's jazz in schools, it's usually a big band. So we said, let's create small jazz combos. Mm. So that's available for young people throughout the community. We have a steel band program that we also started for kids who live in or attend school in the city of Milwaukee. It's a fully scholarshiped program, just like the progressions program mm-hmm. for middle and high school students. We have uh, a community concert series where we invite schools throughout the city of Milwaukee to come in to performances. We do 27 to 30 performances a year for these free peer-to-peer concerts. We've served nearly 100,000 students wow. through those programs. Yeah, We have directly served in these community partnership programs. Mm-hmm. Nearly 4,500 students over the last 20 years. So we're very excited about the depth and breadth of the students that we serve in these widely diverse programs. Right. So that's grown our organization to serve nearly 1,000 students every year and through more from a single orchestra back in 1956 to 40 different ensembles from full symphony orchestras and bands and the steel bands and op- opportunities for our young people to compose music and have their compositions premiered by our ensemble the year that they write it. We take international tours. We just came back from Belgium and the Netherlands with 97 of our top students. So there's so many opportunities for everyone mm-hmm. of every level from 8 to 18 throughout our programs. Right. You were talking about partnerships, and we were mentioning Strive 365. You mm-hmm. partner with them as well, right? We do. So we started a pilot program with Strive 365, an organization that is devoted to trauma-informed programming. And they are working with us and working with our teaching artists in these community programs to give them tools to help our young people understand and process the stressors that they have in in life, in school, in their ensemble, mm-hmm. <laughs> with their music. <laughs> and so what we're starting to see is that they're working those uh, activities into their rehearsal setting now. We will, uh, throughout the course of the year, begin rolling this out throughout all of our ensembles, and we'll start to see how we can continue to help our young people find the tools, not just through their music, but through uh, every other opportunity to help them manage stress and be able to face these things together with the tools they need to be successful. That's awesome. That is awesome. It sounds like you guys continuously grow and expand. It's always our opportunity to continually think about how can we reach our young people and their families and our community in deeply meaningful ways. Mm -hmm. Our mission is to nurture, challenge, and inspire our young people through music. Mm -hmm. And we profoundly change their lives and our community for the better. And so as we continue to think about what are the ways we can do that, what 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 do our young people need today? How are we measuring the success of their mental health and the stresses that they're under. So we're working with Marquette University to evaluate the work of music participation Mm -hmm. and their mental health. Oh, that's good. So we'll be uh, doing that work throughout this season and should have results later this year. So that research deals with how music and participation 
in music mm-hmm. affects the mental health? Yes, okay. and affects their positive development mm-hmm. over time. Oh, that's good. That's very good. You're sold. <laughs> I mean, I can tell that you are very proud of what Mizo is doing, accomplishing, and what it can accomplish. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. We have a fabulous team of uh teaching artists and music directors and an administrative team Mm -hmm. who truly believe in our mission and live it out every day. They live it with with their dedication and their devotion to the young to all of our young people yeah. and our families. And we very consciously call it a MISO family. Mm-hmm. And we invite people into that family. And and because of that, we do create connections across the community that would never happen otherwise. Mm. You know, young people and families who might be familiar with their own school community or their own neighborhood, but might never have a chance to meet another another student, another family from a different part of the community. Right. You mentioned Central City to the suburbs. They're together all the time, every week. And the families come together at our home at the Milwaukee Youth Arts Center. Mm-hmm. And so there's, a, there's an authentic, natural connection that happens there that creates community in a, in a truly meaningful way because their kids are playing together. Right, right. And I mentioned that earlier. I was talking about the kids coming together from different backgrounds yes. and things. And I didn't think about the families, mm-hmm. but they're coming together as well. Yes, mm-hmm. ma'am. I like that. Yeah. So what do we have to look forward to? Or if somebody's listening and going, my kid needs to be a part of this. <laughs> you know, what, did, what, what do they do? Reach out to us at miso.org. There is a con- you can fill out the contact form and, and email it in to us uh, at general at miso.org, or you can give us a call at 414-267-2950, 414-267-2950, and we'd love to talk with you. We'd love to invite you to become part of the MISO family, too. That's great. Are there any myths about MISO? Myths? Um. Kind of misconceptions that you would like to just kind of break. Maybe really time-consuming rehearsals. <laughs> I mean, sometimes they can be stressful before a concert, but it always is pulled together, mm-hmm. like really almost seamlessly, I would say. And um, I think a lot of people are nervous about the time commitment and then them losing homework time or time to study. But I think um, I still find... You, I mean, it's going to be busy, but it's a great experience, and I think um, you, it's, you don't want to miss out on it right. because you grow so many friendships there, too. And so I'll be talking to some kids at MISO about classes that we yeah. share. Um, so I think, no, I think it's great. I don't <laughs> think. Uh, Do you think music <clears throat> being a part of music and uh, that activity enhances the academics? 100 percent. Yeah. There's no question about it. In fact, we've done research on our own students over the years. We did a six-year research study where we wanted to see mm-hmm. as they come through the program over the course of the nine months from September to May, what what are the skills that they grow? And we talked a little bit about those uh, social and emotional skills like focus and discipline and leadership. Mm-hmm. 
but we're also looking at cognitive skill development, the, that, that academic component. Right. And we see growth in critical thinking skills and problem-solving skills, nonverbal communication. When you sit in rehearsal and you are playing with the, your stand partner or with the person on the other side of the room in that ensemble, you have to communicate and you're not talking. You're communicating through your instrument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. you have to learn all of these really fabulous skills that will allow you to do whatever you need to do successfully in life. And in that research, what we found is that the students in a nine-month period, and this was consistent year over year, grew their their social skills by 73% oh my goodness. from September to May, and their cognitive skills by 87% in that same time period. So, wow. And you think this happens year over year over year, and that, that those skills just continue to develop. The longer they do it, the more they do it, but even within one year, the skills they develop stick with them their whole lives. When we talk to our alumni, they tell us more than 96% of them told us the skills they need in their adult life, they attribute to what they learned playing music. That's beautiful. Mm. Hey, guys. We're done. <laughs> Thank that you. went fast, didn't it? It sure did. This is great. I am so glad that you came to talk about Mizo and all the wonderful things that you guys are doing and contributing and, you know, impacting our young people. And Adela, I look at you and you're <laughs> flourishing and, and the whole bit. So this is, this is definitely a bright spot in Milwaukee. So, yeah, I thank you for sharing. Thank you, Beverly, for inviting us to be here, and thank you for allowing us to tell the story of MISO. It's always wonderful to have a positive story to share with our community. Absolutely. All right. Well, Linda Edelstein, CEO of Milwaukee Youth Symphony Orchestra, and Adela Ramirez, who is in the 11th grade, who is a star performer, musician, going many, many places. I much success in your musical career, you know? It's it's exciting, it and I, I'm really happy for you. Thank you. So thank you both for joining me. Thank Thanks you. Thanks so much. And thank you for joining us for another episode of the 411 Live. Did it go fast? I told you. Well, if you would like to help us, because we're a nonprofit organization, and if you're, if you're so inclined, go to our website, the 411live.org. Until next time, I'm Beverly Taylor. This is the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. If you would like to check out past episodes, there are many ways. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like and watch us on Facebook. Watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, go to our website, the411live.org. Thank you.